Most women have a complicated relationship with their bodies. And with swimsuit season upon us, things are getting real. Today, we get honest about the pressure to effortlessly look a certain way while feeling totally confident to boot and what we can do about it. You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Girl, talk to me. It's almost summer. I wish everybody could see your head bobbing as you said, girl, and looking at me. Yeah, because I'm feeling a little vibe right now. I love it. What if everybody could see you right now? What would they see oh you Oh my gosh. Doing? I have to put up a clip of what I'm doing. I am literally being eaten alive by fruit flies or gnats right now as we're recording this. And I don't know how to get rid of them. And I have things all over my office. So if you have any <laughs> tips, please let me know because I look like I have zero control over my body. We're just having like a really intense connecting moment. And Jess is just swatting, <laughs> like wildly whapping at the air. We're going to try to do our best to not acknowledge that that's happening, but just know that that's happening right now. I feel so uncomfortable in my own body right now, so it's kind of perfect to talk about this subject because I feel like I'm covered in bugs and I feel gross, <laughs> which is perfect for today's episode. Right, right. It's not the kind of body discomfort that I was envisioning talking about, but it is one kind that maybe one person who's you could relate to. Oh, I love it. So I had the really unfortunate realization that it is summer and that means like swimsuit season. Ugh. And how this came Ugh. about was I was at a social event this last week and one of my friends who is beautiful, who is statuesque. Are you talking about me? I, I, oh my God. I am. Yes. She's not talking yes. about me. No. Beautiful. Yes. Statuesque. Not so like, I mean, this woman is like the picture, right? She's just, I don't know. She's beautiful. She's tall. She's trim. She's athletic. She's always put together. She's just that person that I look at and I'm like, yeah, she doesn't worry about a thing, mm, right? Yes. And she was telling a story that I came in in the middle of and overheard. And she said something about going to the pantry and opening it up and looking at it and being like, ugh, and closing it. And then going to the refrigerator and opening it up and looking in there and being like, ugh, and closing it. And then snacking on cuties, those little oranges and how unsatisfying it was. And I'm like, are you doing a new program? And she's like, uh, yeah, no, it's almost summer. So we're going to be in bathing suits in like five minutes. And I just was like, <gasps> I feel like we need an alarm right now. Like, like red alert, red alert. Exactly. That's what I'm feeling. Usually this time of year, I'm so aware that it's coming. I think I've spent almost my entire life aware of what event comes up next on the calendar that I should look a different way for. Uh, like oh. I'm going on a trip Ooh. in three weeks and I'm going to need to become a supermodel between now and then. <laughs> and I feel like I've spent my whole life very aware of whatever thing is just three or six or 12 weeks in the future. 
and trying to plot how to become a completely different person. Mm-hmm. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I don't know what's happening right now. Actually, I do know what's happening. It came quick. Yes, it came quick. And time just flies so much faster as we get a little bit older and our schedule is crazier. And it's been May. We talked about May and how insane it is. You know, and sometimes like as you're running really fast and you're dealing with lots of stress, you just, I don't know, eat things, maybe lots of things, and then drink sometimes too, and maybe don't exercise so essentially, I do all of the things I know won't help me right. feel better in this thing that we're supposed to wear mm-hmm. soon after being covered up for months. Right. Yeah, because as Midwesterners, it's been cold. And you know what? When it's cold, I just think it's evolutionary. Like my body is like, you know, you eat those chips, girl. You're hungry. Yeah, because my body always fits in those sweatpants that stretch. I think my little prehistoric body just wants me to bulk up a little bit. Like, you know. Stay warm. But because this spring has been crazy, because I had an unexpected Ugh. surgery this spring, because I had a death in my family this spring, because we're launching this podcast in the spring and we're moving 100 million miles an hour, I have not stayed laser focused, which is what I need if I'm going to somehow overhaul mm-hmm. my body. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, I just realized like, shit. <laughs> I need to buy some cuties. (laughs) I mean, those are just like a side dish to whatever else I'm eating. So this pressure that we feel to look a certain way is not limited to summer, but it heightens at summer. And you know what's actually really heightening it right now? Friggin' Martha Stewart. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So many thoughts. Yes. In case someone hasn't seen what we're talking about, can you tell our listeners why Martha Stewart's on our mind? Well, she's on the cover of the swimsuit magazine. What yeah. is it? Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, she's on the cover showing off her 81-year-old genetically <laughs> modified body <laughs> because it's not natural. Yeah, she's banging, man. Well, of course she is. When you're rich, you can't. What rich person do you know that's not banging? <laughs> that sounded different than I thought it, it was sure going did. to. <laughs> I love these moments. I mean, I saw a meme about it and I was like, this can't possibly be true. And I just went and looked it up and I was like, oh, it is true. Martha Stewart is 81 and she's got this killer bod and a sexy swimsuit. And here I am going, what? Summer's next week? Trying to like smack my own hands (laughs) and stop eating chips. Alongside that cover, I want an article about everything she does with who on a daily basis, what surgery she's had, what diet she follows, what her chef cooks her in order to look like that. Because yes, she's 81 and on the cover of a swimsuit magazine, but my gosh, is there a novel behind that? A hundred percent. That does not fit the average person. We are going to dig into that for sure. All I know is that for as long as I can remember, I have felt like I should look a certain way. And that's changed over time, the way we're supposed to look. I'm wondering, is there a certain time of your life that you remember feeling that pressure, Jess? And what was it? Is there a certain time? I feel like my whole life has been a pressure to look Mm -hmm. a certain way. Going back to puberty, I remember getting made fun of. So my maiden name is Lebstick. And they used to call me Jessica Dipstick because I looked like the dipstick that you stuck into the fun dip. (laughs) Were you just skinny? I was really, really just straight and skinny. 
very flat chested and whatnot. So I think if I look back over my life, it started at puberty where everybody's getting boobs. So if you don't have boobs, then everybody points that out to you. And then followed by high school, which is just a disaster if you don't look a certain way. So really, in every season of my life, there has been what you should or should not look like to the point where I can't even keep up with what I'm supposed to look like anymore. I know, because it's changed. I really can't. It's changed so much. I definitely have felt that pressure forever, which is hilarious because if we look back at childhood pictures for those of us born in the 80s, dude, it was horrifying. I had a perm. I had bangs. There were a lot of buttons. So many buttons. You have got to go back and look at some of these pictures. Or the hats. Hats. Did you wear the The hats? The bowl cut for a while. And the like earrings. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we had something right in the 80s because our hair was so horrific. Nobody looked at your body. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the key. Everybody needs to perm their hair again. Nobody will even look past your face. That nice high bang. Higher your bangs, the closer to God. That's what. Let's just bring it back. Bring it back. Actually, I'm the opposite of you, Jess. I hit puberty super early. Mm -hmm. So I was my full adult size, 5'4", full boobs in fifth grade. I was the tallest kid in my (sighs) class in fifth grade. That was my dream. I know, right? And that's the thing. I know. It's the opposite, One person's dream is another person's nightmare. I rounded out. I had curves and I hated it, Jess. I hated it. My sister was like Mm. a praying mantis. She was so skinny. And that is just what I believed I was supposed to look like. And so I've been at war with my body since being very, very little because that was not my body type. And I had absolutely no control over it. It also did not help that that was during the 90s, the Kate Moss era, when we were all supposed to just be so skinny. But weren't you supposed to have a butt too? Like be super skinny but have a big butt? I just remember. Because wasn't that when like Sir Mix-a-Lot's I Love Yeah, but I don't know. I Came out? Okay. Well, first of all, that's a great song. And I love dancing to that song. But I don't know if I had – like I don't think I had internalized that then. I just knew I needed to be skinny. And I didn't have the body type to Mm. be Mm -hmm. willowy. I was never going to be that. And I had a major – massive eating disorder starting in middle school. Because in order for me to look skinny like that, to totally counter the shape of my own body, I had to not eat. And culturally, it was acceptable at the time to have your daughter on a diet. And the majority of my calories for like six years came from SlimFast. Oh, Slim Fast with all the sugar. Remember Slim Fast and then eating Snackwell's cookies? You'd be like, how can I eat something from a box that has eight calories in it and call it a day? Or do you remember the fat-free product that came out? The Olean? Oh, oh. The 90s are the reason why our generation has all the autoimmune problems. I very much believe. We were like, you can eat a whole bag of potato chips with this thing called Olean in it. about that. Yeah. And it would make me so yeah. sick. But I was like, it's okay. Right. It's You're like, hey, I think I'm losing weight. I can't hold food in my body. I think I was. It would just go right through me. I was so malnourished. So bad. Yeah. So I feel like that pressure to be skinny, that was just what you were supposed to be. Yeah. And not all body types will fit all trends. Now we have this trend. You're supposed to have a big old butt and you're supposed to have big boobs, but you're supposed to be like really little in the middle. Sir Mix-a-Lot comes back. Little in the middle and you got yeah. my back. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be that way and it's hard. 
So I remember in high school when I had very serious eating disorder, for me to take this body and put it into an extra, extra small or a zero, it was bad. I didn't have any fat on my body. They had called me in because they used to test our body fat in gym class. And they called me back and they were like, I think we did it wrong. And they did it again. They're like, no, we did it right. There's something wrong with your body because there's no fat on it. Well, yeah, I had an eating disorder. At that time, our gym teacher taught us about body types. Mm -hmm. Ectomorph, skinny, mesomorph, muscly, endomorph, rounder. This was novel that there were different body types. I rejected this immediately. But he walked down the line of girls in my gym class and was like, you're an ectomorph, you're an ectomorph, you're an ectomorph. And he looks at me, I am under 100 pounds. And he says, you're a mesomorph, muscle type, but you're going to be an endomorph if you don't watch it. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Under 100 pounds. And he said that to me. Oh, I can't believe. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. It's no wonder I'm so at war with my body. And now at 41, 41, I'm starting to, just starting to think that maybe I could work with the body that I have, building muscle, instead of trying to look a completely Mm -hmm. different way. But it's still hard. And so we've got this pressure to look a certain way while we've got this body that we've been given. And we're supposed to also take the body that we've been given, make it look a certain way, and then show it off to everybody on the planet in our swimsuit. And be confident doing it. be confident doing it. Yeah. So I just want to normalize that we've all been under this pressure to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. We all have our own stories with our bodies and we're aware of it. And those pressures, they don't take into account our body types and they also don't take into account our stage in life. So I remember feeling that I needed to look a certain way pregnant Mm -hmm. because you'd see these women and they just get pregnant so beautifully and you just think we're all going to look like that. Pregnancy actually worked out well for me. Postpartum, not so much. Didn't love that shape or that time in my life. And I see a lot of women that I work with who come in who've just had a baby and they're so stressed to get their body back to looking the way that it did before they had that baby. They're not sleeping at night yet. They're hardly healed from delivering and they're worried because we're under so much stress to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's never the right way, I think is what my first thought is. So either you're too big or you're too muscular or you're not muscular enough or you're too skinny or you need to put on some weight. I mean, it's never just good or Mm -hmm. okay. I will also say that I feel like so much of what dictates what a female should look like is what a man says Mm -hmm. a female should look like. I have to say that. I mean, if we go back to the Martha Stewart, who buys that magazine? Men. Men buy that magazine, right? So men will dictate if that's okay or if that's not okay. And I hear it in my high schoolers, Mm -hmm. man, with the girls Mm -hmm. and the body, the body stuff. And it's all dictated about what guys like. And I've said to my high schoolers that it just baffles my brain that we haven't gotten anywhere with that, that men and boys still dictate what a woman's body should look like, and they can either make or break your Mm self-confidence. So not only are we supposed to look a certain way, and that's kind of dictated by men a lot of the times, but here's the insane part. We've got this pressure to look a certain way, and we've also got pressure not to try too hard. 
or care too much or be vain about how we look. So this happens sometimes with my husband, God bless him, when I will reveal part of what I do or what women do to look a certain way, he'll be like, mm-hmm. what, really? People do that? Yeah, bro. People do that. <laughs> we sure do. It's like that scene in a movie or a rom-com where the woman wakes up, she like creeps out of bed before her partner is awake. Oh, gosh, and then yes. she puts on her like light lipstick and freshens up, brushes her teeth. She's like, I woke totally. up like this. Yeah, No. We did not. No, you didn't. No, nobody woke up like this. Like this is probably my best ever. (laughs) So, (laughs) I'm wondering if you've noticed that pressure to not only look a certain way but to do it effortlessly. Yes, and I think I actually get it on the Mm -hmm. opposite end a little bit because I do like to Mm -hmm. get dressed up. I really like it. It's how I express myself. It's kind of where my creativity and my artistic stuff comes through. A lot of the clothes that I like to wear, and I almost get the opposite where I get accused of trying too hard when really I'm not. It's just what makes me feel good or what I really like to wear. And so I get more of the comments where it's like, geez, why'd you have to dress up so much? Why'd you have to wear Mm -hmm. that outfit? Why'd you have to try so hard? What are you going for? And it's like, I just like dressing up. It makes me feel good. I'm not doing it for anybody else. So I get ridiculed for what looks like I'm trying too hard. Yes. I actually think that's exactly the thing that I'm talking about, Jess, is this idea that we're not supposed to try because that would make us vain. And so if you look nice, even if you feel like I'm not putting forth a tremendous effort, but I look nice today because I like having a new shirt or I like these earrings or I like doing my makeup or I like doing my hair, that somehow that's also bad. Well, it's almost if you make other people Mm. feel bad because of what you Mm -hmm. wear, then you're bad, right? right? So, well, gosh, you dressed up. Well, now I feel terrible because I didn't. It's like, oh my gosh, that's no, no. Right. So I think that there is pressure not only to look a certain way, but to get there a certain way, to be beautiful, but naturally, to somehow not try, but be totally put together. And the fact is that, I mean, maybe when we were younger, I remember trying to control my body in ways that were difficult and probably also not medically advisable, like really counting calories, eating like basically broccoli and alcohol. Yeah, that's where I gained a lot of weight was alcohol. It was all the thing that my girlfriends would do. It's like, well, we have to save our calories for going out, right? That was not healthy. I didn't save the calories for going out. I just ate the calories and then drank even more calories. And there was college where I gained a significant amount of weight. Right. Actually, myself (laughs) as well. Yeah. I think that there are times when we're younger where you don't have to put that much effort into it, or maybe it's kind of more acceptable on the social scene to like dress up and look hot or whatever you're supposed to look at 20 or 25. Now I will just say that it, it takes some effort to look my best. I go and spend what is currently quite a significant amount of money to get my hair done. Same girl. Same. I don't know. Facials. I'm not really doing that yet, but that's a thing people are doing, right? Or even just the products you buy for your face. Yeah. Skincare routine. Skincare routine is probably more expensive than getting a facial every week. (laughs) The vast majority of women I know who are my age are getting Botox. Oh, for sure. I didn't know. I can't wait. I just need like a Botox recommendation and then to schedule the appointment. See, I have an older sister. I have an older sister. So she told me at like 34 that she's like, oh my gosh, you need Botox. Your wrinkles are really bad. (laughs) We're trying. That's the point. 
Right before we got our pictures taken, Jess, do you remember that I went to go get a spray tan? Because I was like, you know, that's my like last line of defense. Yes. If I am a little bit tan, I just look a little bit better, but it was not the time of year to get a tan. And so I went to get a spray tan the night before we took our pictures and they were closed. I do. I felt really bad because I got a spray tan and you weren't able to. I, I, I literally, I could have cried outside of the LA tan. I know. I love being tan. I had my face pressed against the window. Like, please <laughs> let me spray myself with whatever. <laughs> we do try. The idea that like you're supposed to look a certain way, you're supposed to do it effortlessly. You should try, but not try too hard. You know, we're all kind of checking each other out and trying to figure out who's doing what, when, or how. This is just like a lot of really, really unrealistic pressure that it's supposed to be happening kind of naturally. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. And we're all doing it. That's what I want people to know. We're all doing Everybody. it. We're all doing Everybody's it. Everybody's doing it. So we all feel like we're supposed to look a certain way, but then we feel shame about the ways that we try to look that certain way or the fact that we do have to work hard to look our best or whatever. And I just, we can't take away the societal pressure to look a certain way. And we can't take away the judgments that are leveled on women for either trying too hard or not trying hard enough. But at least we could take away this shame as if we're the only ones. We're not the only ones. Yes. No, we're all everybody, doing it. Everybody. We're all having these thoughts and these challenges and doing the same thing. And then this is the killer. Oh, no. So I so often have women come into my office and talk about not only wanting to look amazing and do so effortlessly, but to also be perfectly confident mm. and contented and to like never feel distress about their bodies. And, and I do identify with this goal. I have a future self, at least I used to who looks amazing, who's like totally in control of her life and just also feels confident and comfortable every single day. And I'm starting to think that maybe that's a false goal. Ooh, I agree with you on that one. The pressures don't go away externally, mm -hmm. but I also think internally, mm -hmm. we all know the feeling of putting on a pair of pants and having them feel tight. Right. That icky feeling that you feel right. that's like, oh gosh, my pants are tight. I feel gross in them. Mm -hmm. And it's a part of being female, which it just is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that we're necessarily going to get away from it. I think if I were to make a pretty hard statement right here, I would say it, our focus has always been on weight and outside appearance. And perhaps we turn into ourselves or society does to say, what's healthy? Mm -hmm. What makes me healthy? And I am somebody who has been on a very long health journey with autoimmune stuff that I could speak to for hours, truly, the hell that has been. And because of that autoimmune journey that I've gone on, I actually at 40 am probably the most fit that I ever have been. And the hard part is, is that I get a lot of comments about mm. that. Or I get comments from medical professionals, what could possibly be wrong with you? Because they just look at what my external self looks mm -hmm. like, not knowing that there's a reason why I am more fit right now. And it's to try to prevent significant disease to happen within my body. And it's not about I'm trying to look a certain way or be a certain way or impress anybody. I'm trying to make sure that I have a healthy body for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't realize how difficult it is to look more fit until recently right. and the judgment that gets placed upon you or God forbid you miss a meal mm -hmm. and say, I'm just not hungry. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's how. Oh, because you don't eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I think what's hard is I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been on the heavier end and now on the more fit end and both sides suck. Right. They really do. They both suck. And our confidence, the way we feel about ourselves, it waxes and wanes over time and it waxes and wanes somewhat independent of how we look. Yes. I mean, they definitely track together for sure, but they also move independently. I've actually found, and this is one thing I can say, is that in growing older, I have goals for my body and I do want to feel confident, but I also realize that over the last year or two, I will do things that I don't think I would have done when I was younger. Like if I'm not feeling totally fit, I'll still go and walk down the beach in my bathing suit. And it's not even with an attitude like, I love my body. It's just like mostly a not noticing. Like, yeah, here I am. Here we go. And that confidence is there. But sometimes I even can look terrific and feel like every part of my body is wrong. Yes. And so this vision that we have of this perfect future where we look a certain way based on what society dictates, we do so effortlessly And we just feel totally confident and at peace in our bodies. I really don't think this is something we should be aiming for because I don't think it exists. And I think what happens is that then we judge ourselves for not being this idealized future self. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. And when do you feel your best? Mm -hmm. I feel my best when I put on a nice outfit. When I do my hair and makeup, I just feel my best. I'm truly doing that for me. I don't love my cellulite. And guess what? I'm never going to love my cellulite. I don't care how many articles or people tell me to embrace it. I don't like it. Do I hate it? Do I cover it up and am I afraid to leave the house because of it? Well, no, but I'm never going to love it. So if there was an easy, if I really could slap a cream on it and get rid of it, I totally would. I just don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think it's okay to feel that way too. It is. It is. I don't love my postpartum belly. I've had four C-sections and I'm not going to be that person who like puts up my gut on Instagram. Like I'm just not. It just, it doesn't settle the way that it used to. I don't have as much flexibility as I used to. If I have extra weight on, which I often do, it just all sits there. So I don't love that, but I do love my Spanx. Yeah, girl. I love Spanx. I would wear Spanx head to toe. I think it's a sensory thing, like a nice squeeze, Oh, I would too. You know? It is. It is a sensory base. You, it gives Spanx, you like a hug. Me That's that funny hug. you said that. And then you know it what? Is. I've finally come to a point where I'm like, whatever, man, fuck it. Put on my Spanx and put on a tight dress and be like, you're looking pretty fly or you are a monster. But you know, just knowing that this is how I feel. And it changes from moment to moment. And I'm probably never going to stop feeling the pressure to look a certain way. And it's never going to be effortless. But I don't have to judge myself for not being all of those things and perfectly confident because it's just, it's complicated and we all go through it. No matter what you look like, you go through it. Exactly. So to the women listening who are feeling that pressure to look a certain way with no effort and feel totally confident all the time, I mean, especially now that summer is here and oh shit whatever is going on, it's going to be on display. Look, it's just not realistic that we would be able to meet all of these marks. We're under pressure to look a certain way. That's probably never going to change. We likely have to or choose to put an effort to look the way that we do right now. I mean, I like did not just wake up looking this way. And we're going to feel various shades of confidence over our lifetimes. So the relationship that we have with our body is, is complicated for all of us. 
And we hope that by acknowledging that today, we can relieve some of that burden of feeling like you are the only one dealing with that. You've just finished an episode of the Honest Women podcast. We are so honored that you would spend this time with us. We have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute. So please, right now, take a second to follow the show. While you're there, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation. And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life, and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, send this episode to anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.